Emotionally Grounded. I'm your host, Brian Willie, along with my co-host, John Kessler. Episode 62 features the head coach of Northwestern College, Matt McCarty. Coach shares his coaching journey, which has led him to Northwestern, and the numerous influences along the way. He also details the culture and leadership training that comprise Northwestern football and the impact each has on the future of the program. This season, Intentionally Grounded is partnering with First Down Playbook. For coaches looking for a playbook software that is user-friendly and can deliver the clarity necessary to share and communicate your scheme with coaches and players alike, check out First Down Playbook. For more information, check out their website at firstdownplaybook.com. And for our listeners of our show, enter the code IGFB20 when purchasing individual or program memberships to receive a discount at checkout. Again, that code is IGFB20. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. And check out our newly released YouTube channel that houses the video cast version of our podcast episodes as well, along with additional content related to leadership, football, and coaching development. Season 3, Episode 12 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Matt McCarty starts now. Coach, tell us a little bit about your background as a coach and what got you into the coaching profession. Yeah, so, so right now I just finished my fourth year as head coach at Northwestern and my 15th year coaching at Northwestern. I had 11 previous years as a defensive coordinator. and um, I, So I've been at Northwestern for, for a long time now. I, I played at Northwestern before uh, coaching here. And um, I, I also get to coach some travel baseball in the summer right now with my son's team, which, which I really love coaching baseball as well. Um, you know, I honestly have, have really been drawn to coaching for as long as I can remember. Um, when I was younger, I've, I've always been kind of into the X's and O's of coaching and, and really into the, the idea of leadership and, and kind of motivation. And, and so I, I've really known for a long time that, that coaching was the path I wanted to go down. Um, was really fortunate growing up to have some really good coaches, uh, really at every single level. When I was growing up, I went to West Lyon High School. A uh, small school in Northwest Iowa, and um, you know, it's had really good coaches, awesome people. Uh, whether it's middle school through freshman JV on to varsity, uh, Coach Roseboom was a big influence in my life. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame football coach at West Lyon, and um, so he he's been a really big influence. Um, and then my coaches that I had at Northwestern, I think, really played a role in getting me to get into coaching. Um, being able to play for Coach Otten, uh, Orvatten did a really nice job, and I learned a lot from him. and and he actually hired me, you know, as a 24-year-old to come back and get into college coaching. And uh, so I'm really appreciative of, of him taking that chance on me. Um, but, yeah, I said, I've worked with a lot of really great people at Northwestern over the last 15 years, some, some great assistant coaches. Um, and so it's, it's been a fun profession. It's been, you know, I've been around a lot of really good people, which has made it a lot of fun. Now, Matt, you also played defensive back at Northwestern and earned All-American honors your senior year. Talk us to a little bit about what your days are like as a player and the experiences you had with that. Yeah, I really loved my experience at Northwestern. Um, you know, I was fortunate. I was able to be a two-sport athlete at Northwestern. Um, it's something that uh, we, we currently still have quite a few two-sport athletes on our team. And, and I was able to play football and baseball. And, and that was really important to me. Um, you know, I've been a football coach now for 15 years. Uh, but going into my senior year of college, baseball had always really been my favorite sport. Uh, so that opportunity to, to play both sports was really big, and, and I had an awesome experience uh, playing both sports at Northwestern. 
Um, was, was really fortunate. was able to be a part of some really good football teams at Northwestern. My freshman year, uh, we made the national semifinals and finished, uh, I think, fourth in the country. My senior year, we made the, the national quarterfinals. Um, but, but really, the, the, the biggest piece that I take away was, from my experience was the relationships I had with, with my coaches and, and my players. Uh, the coaches that I played for, uh, my defensive coordinator, Josh Beloit, uh, was very influential in, in me getting into coaching. Um, he's the head coach at Spirit Lake High School now in Iowa. And, um, you know, I just learned so much from him, the importance of investing in your players and, and really uh, building really good relationships with, relationships with your players. And uh, so, so really thankful for that, for that experience. Um, and, yeah, just I, I learned that at Northwestern, you know, winning and losing wasn't the most important thing. You know, it was a big piece. We wanted to compete uh, and, and win a championship. But at the same time, uh, they, they, our coaches took time to develop us uh, as people as well. And, and I really appreciated that. And it's been an awesome experience playing here. Coach, talk a little bit about your coaching career now. So you started at Okaboji High School and then you said three-year-old coach at Northwestern. Talk about what that was like coming back, probably coaching guys who you knew who were younger when you were on the team and, and really what it's been like now being the head football coach at a, at a place you hold so dear to your heart. Yeah, you know, coming out of college, um, I, I really landed, you know, as an education major, I had landed my dream teaching job at, at Okaboji. Um, I was a seventh and eighth grade social studies teacher, and uh, that, that was my dream job. If I was going to teach, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and really had a great experience at Okaboji. You know, there were some awesome people there. Um, I was a seventh grade football coach, which you learn a lot when you coach uh, middle school football. Um, I also coached seventh grade basketball, and then I, I volunteered with the high school because they didn't have any positions open. Um, and then I was the head baseball coach. And so, you know, I, I really learned a lot through that experience. I, I wish I could go back and, and coach those kids now because I've grown so much as a coach and have changed over the last 15 years. Um, but yeah, Coach Otten uh, taking a chance on me. When, when I was in college, um, I was probably a little bit of an office rat. I was around the coaches a lot. I was in the offices, you know, picking their brains. Uh, I worked football camps for them all the time when I was playing in the summers. And uh, they let me tag along to a couple of coaches clinics while I was playing. And so they, they knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, but, but he had a really good football team. Northwestern had some really good teams. And, and when he hired me in 2005, you know, uh, as for my head coach now, I, I took a pretty good chance on a, a young kid uh, to come back with really no coaching experience. And so I'm really thankful for that. I learned a lot. Um, and he really, he really let me own the defense and, and really kind of take control of things. He, he, he really let it kind of be my baby, which was, was really, uh, it was an awesome experience. It was kind of intimidating at times, but like you mentioned, uh, my first couple of years, I, I, I had to coach guys that I'd played with. And, uh, you know, I think those guys handled that really professionally and we, we, it was uh, a really good working relationship and, and, it was it was a lot of fun to be able to coach those guys. Um, now looking back, coaching at my alma mater, and, and I, you know, I, it's still some days I, I kind of walk into my office and into our athletic facility, and I, I still can't believe I'm I'm the head coach. Uh, it's a pretty awesome experience. Um, you know, there's a, such a really rich football tradition here, and it, it's an honor to be able to kind of lead the program right now and. You know, something it's really, really important to me that we're continuing to build on that legacy and and we kind of embrace the history. Uh, our alumni is, is awesome and we have great alumni support. 
And so making sure that we are connecting with our alumni is really important and helping our guys understand, you know, the, the history that we have as a football program. I think that's really, really important. So, you know, it's pretty awesome coaching at your alma mater. It's a lot of fun. You were also the defensive corner, like you said, for the first 10 years back at Northwestern. So take us into what a Matt McCarty defense looked like during those years and how much do you give your input week to week now that you are the head football coach? Yeah, so, so we were a 3-5 defense uh, when, when I was calling the defense. And, and, and we really try to predicate ourselves on, on playing fast and, and, and kind of a, being an attacking defense. We blitzed, you know, anywhere from 85 to 90% of the time we were sending uh, one or two linebackers. And um, we, we, we were traditionally year in, year out, we kind of hung our hats on, on being a really solid defense. And um, the one fun thing that I think, uh, as I look back at my times as defensive coordinator, uh, we, we evolved, you know, we started off as a, a heavy cover three team and we, we evolved into a cover two team. And, and my last few years as a defensive coordinator, we, we played a lot of cover four out of a stack defense. And um, we, we really tried to tailor the scheme to, uh, to the skills of our players and the guys we had. And I, and I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, we had some really good defenses really doing things three different ways, uh, but staying within that same foundation schematically. And um, right now I, I offer my input, you know, day to day with the offense uh, and the defense with both coordinators. Um, I, I try to let them own the X's and O's. I want that to be theirs. I, I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to micromanage them. Um, so I, I really appreciated that freedom uh, as a defensive coordinator. And um, I want them to know that I trust them to, to do their job and, and to do it well. Um, you know, they're going to make mistakes. We all do. Um, but, I, but I think that's a great way to learn as well as you know, I can't try to fix everything for them. I have to let them learn from mistakes, just like I had to learn from making mistakes as well. Um, and right now, the piece that I really enjoy as a head coach is I get to own our culture. I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, there's a quote that says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, I, I get to spend all my energy on, on how we do things. Uh, our offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and our, our staff get to kind of focus on the X's and O's and what our guys are doing. But um, if we can have a really good culture, if our guys uh, can, can hear the same thing every single day from me and we can build a really strong culture on how we do things, uh, you know, I think the rest of it really takes care of itself. Coach, so as you kind of transition from the court defensive coordinator into the head coaching role, talk about what day one was like and some of the pillars that you put in place uh, with your own beliefs and own philosophies. Like you said, there's such a rich tradition at Northwestern. There's no, no doubt about it. Anybody from Iowa knows that. But obviously, when you took over, you know, you, you wanted to create your own, your own legacy there and create your own system. What, what did that look like at the very beginning? Yeah, and you know, I think it's important if you're an assistant coach and you're aspiring to be a head coach, you know, I think it's important that you you kind of have a plan and you've kind of mapped out, like, what, what do you believe in and, and what do you want your program to look like if, if you get that opportunity? And, and so it's something that, you know, I'd worked on for, for years. You know, I'd learned so many things from uh, Coach Otten, you know, the importance of discipline and, um, and just investing in your players and, and making it – using football really as a tool to help them develop as men. You know, Coach Akdorf, who I worked for a second, and I learned the importance of, of being a, a really good player's coach. Um, and so you kind of take things from, from other coaches and build your own philosophy. And, 
And I can still, honestly, I can remember that first team meeting that we had and, and just kind of setting the expectations with our guys of what we expected. And, and the biggest thing from day one, and it, it's still kind of our pillar right now, is, is we want your absolute best every single day. And we're, we're not a big goals program. We don't have goals for wins. We don't have goals for, you know, winning the conference or anything. We, we, our goal is to get the guys best every single day. And, and we really try to break things down. Um, you can kind of see it's, it's probably backwards on my poster in the back, but choose excellence has really been uh, kind of our, our theme for our program since I've taken over. And, you know, we really talk about, you know, choosing to pursue excellence daily and what that looks like. And, and we, we've talked to our guys a lot about the powers, power of their choices that they make. Um, you know, the big choices are easy to focus on, but the, the, the little choices add up over time. And we want to make sure we're making really good choices. Um, we want to excel by inches in those choices and, and really uh, not overlook the little things that are going to help us be successful. And so we, we talk a lot about the importance of our choices, you know, throughout the day and, and the many choices we make. Um, and then we talk about excellence. We, we, we really kind of landed on that. Um, because we want it to be a lifestyle. We want it to be something that helps our guys academically. Um, you know, we want to be successful in the football field, but we want to be successful academically uh, and, and be impactful with the people around us in our community. Um, and so we, excellence, we felt like was more of a lifestyle. It was a way we did things versus chasing like championships or wins or anything like that. that that's more of a worldly, um, that, that can change, it can be fleeting. Um, so we, we talk about choosing to pursue excellence daily. Um, it's a pursuit. It's, it's something that's active. It, it's something that we have to do every single day. Um, and we kind of define that by doing your best, which I talked about a little bit. Um, you know, our squad's going to be a little bit over 100 football players. And it, it's important to understand that doing your best is really, really important. It's different uh, for each one of our guys. And it's different football. It's different academically. Um, but we want their absolute best and not compare with their teammates. Uh, or, you know, their buddies, that they need to do their best. And so some guys that's a, in the classroom, that's a 3.0. Some guys that's a 2.5, but we want them to work with their absolute best every day. Um, and that's kind of just an expectation we have. Um, another piece is, is do what's right. Um, and the most important thing we emphasize with that is the word do. Um, we talk to our guys a lot. A lot of them, you know what's right. Uh, the challenge is doing it. So the difference between knowing and doing, you know, we want our guys to do what's right. Uh, and then the last piece is making a difference. And we want our guys to be impactful, you know, not only on our team, but we want them to be impactful on campus, uh, in our community. When they go home, you know, we want to build a program that has guys who are impactful uh, really wherever they go and are making a positive difference. Um, so, so really, that's kind of been the foundation of our program. It's kind of where we build everything from um, within our culture. And uh, it's, it's something that is, it's always changing. It's always evolving. You know, you're, you're trying to find the, the best way to communicate that with your guys. And, um, but, but the choose excellence piece is something that's been kind of our foundational uh, pillar for our program. A lot of our guests have really invested a lot of their time into leadership training, whether it be through just their players or also just their staff. And that might be in the form of book studies, having speakers come in, et cetera. So is that something that you and the Northwestern staff invest a lot of time in during the off season or even during the in season? And then if you do that, what does that really look like for your program? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, and that's something that I feel like is really, really important. 
Um, you know, it could be my baseball background, um, but I'm a big believer in, in mental conditioning and, and mental performance training. Uh, and, and as a program, we've actually invested quite a bit in this uh, over the years. It really started uh, back in 2013 when I was defensive coordinator, our linebackers coach, his son at the time was playing baseball at the University of Iowa. And he had mentioned that they had done some work with Brian Kane. And so I was kind of curious uh, what that all was. Saw some videos, did some research, uh, bought some books. And, and we, ended up, we ended up diving into it. We had a really young, young defense that year. And, and as we kind of went through the year, we're like, let's try some of these things out with our guys and, and really help them focus and, and just help them be able to be present and, and start teaching them some of these uh, mental performance uh, kind of traits and characteristics that we felt like could be beneficial. Uh, so it really started back then in 2013, uh, just with the defensive side of the football. Um, that offseason, we, we kind of uh, bought a, a series we went through with Brian Kane with the whole team, and guys kind of got into that with the whole team. Our head coach let me kind of run with that. Um, but, but then we've just continued to grow and utilize those things in our program and the, the things we try to teach our guys as we build our culture. Uh, right now, we currently work with uh, Ethan Miller out of Mason City, Iowa. Um, he was actually my college roommate, uh, a teammate of mine, and uh, does an outstanding job working with our guys throughout the season. He'll, he'll come talk to our team, but he'll do Zoom calls with our team uh, maybe on Friday nights before a game or, or one night during the week and, and kind of cover different mental performance uh, traits with our guys or things we want to work on this week. And then in the offseason, the same thing. We'll, we'll do some of those meetings in the offseason and really kind of touch base on what we're doing uh, with our guys. Currently, uh, as a team, we're reading the book Pound the Stone by Joshua Medcalf. Uh, so we go through that each week. Uh, they, they, you know, they have so many chapters they have to read, and then we, we kind of get together in small groups and, and, and kind of discuss what we had to read and as a group, uh, as small groups, and then as the whole group. Um, but we've, we've really read different books as a team each offseason, and I know our <laughs> – College guys, you know, they feel like they have enough to read and, and they don't always love reading, but um, it's been good for them. I think they see that and I'm looking for ways to communicate the same message that, that maybe I'm trying to communicate, but giving them a different voice or they're hearing it from someone, someone else or reading it through the book. Um, so we've read, uh, we started with Energy Bus one year with John Gordon. Uh, we've done Last Arrow by Erwin McManus. That, that was a really good one. Uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Medcalf. Um, I think we did Chase the Lion uh, one year as well with our guys. So uh, typically we do some type of book study as well to kind of communicate the similar message that we're trying to trying to convey as a coaching staff as well. Um, but I, I really think it is really, really important. I think that mental uh, training is a big piece of helping your players be present and, and be able to focus and refocus and handle the highs and handle the lows. Uh, I think all those things are, are really, really important, and it's often overlooked. Um, you know, I, I think that working on that mental toughness and that mental focus is really, really important to being successful. Coach, and, and a lot of our listeners were from the Midwest, and so they probably are, are aware of this, but, you know, in the state of Iowa, there are probably three premier NAIA programs, and it's you and, and Morningside and, and then Grandview really are three of the perennial top 10 teams in the country. How do you set yourself apart, especially when you're recruiting against some of the other best programs at your level all in all in one state and, and um there's not an abundance of you know recruitable players in, in in the state of Iowa either I mean that's part of the you know the unique situation that uh 
that you three programs are all in. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it is something that you know, both all three of us were ranked in the top five at one point last year, um, and all three of us the last few years have, have been playoff teams, and um, it, it is tough. You know, you run into those two recruiting all the time. Uh, you know, it's, there's countless kids that come down to us, Morningside, Grandview. Um, we're, we're pretty fortunate in Northwest Iowa. There's some really good football. We have a lot of alumni connections that are coaching a lot of the schools, so that definitely helps with uh, for us. Um, and our big our big focus is always recruiting local kids, um, whether it's, you know, I, we consider local Iowa, Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, Nebraska kids. There's just – there's really good football. Um, but, again, like you mentioned, you know, you, ha- you have to look elsewhere as well because of just the numbers. Um, but it's not just NAI as well. You know, it's, you have um, Minnesota State. Uh, you have Augustana, USF, all three playoff teams in Division Two. Uh, you have South Dakota State and, and USD, both really good football programs. And, and so really you run into all of those schools in recruiting. Uh, so the relationship piece is really important. We, we just try to be upfront with kids of, hey, these are the expectations when you come to our program. And, and that, you know, we want to compete at, at everything we do. We want to win a national championship. Um, but we're going to do things differently. We, we try to tell our kids football shouldn't be a job. All right. We're, we're going to love you as a coaching staff. We're going to do everything we can to make you your best. Um, we just ask that you work hard. And if you do that, we feel like we'll be successful. Um, but we want them to have fun playing football, too. I, I really feel like if kids are going to invest a lot in playing football, they should enjoy it and they should get a lot out of it. Um, it should be a great experience for them. And a lot of that goes back to the experience I had playing. Um, and so I want to make sure our guys have a really good experience. I think we can do that and compete for a championship as well. Matt, is there anything that you and your staff is really focusing on, um, whether it be scheme, plays, strategy, leadership, anything in general that, sh- that your group is collectively looking at? And if so, uh, what would you share with our listeners that you've learned so far? Right, right now, uh, it's kind of an interesting situation right now. We've, we've been prepping for spring football. We're supposed to start spring football uh, here on the 23rd. And so with our staff, uh, we've been really trying to refine our schemes, going through and evaluating last season, you know, what was successful for us, what wasn't as successful as maybe we hoped it was going to be, uh, trying to figure out what areas we need to focus on, you know, are there scheme changes or tweaks we need to make offensively, defensively. Um, technique is a big one, really, within our coaching staff on the way that we do things. Because um, we're not going to really wholesale change probably a scheme as much as, as other ways we can teach our guys to do things better. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big big believer in, in not just doing what you do because it's what you've always done. And if there's better ways to do things, you know, I want to keep learning. I want to keep finding better ways to do things uh, and, and challenging our coaches to do the same. You know, I don't want to just – do one thing because that's what we've always done. Um, you know, I want us to continually find new ways to do things. Um, I love to read. So for me, it, it, I get into, I'm reading a lot, a lot of books. Um, you know, I, I'm on websites, podcasts, lists, anything we can really to, to find information to help us help our players have a better experience and help us be successful um, is really important. Uh, right now, our school is just actually, you know, we, we've, We've uh, moved classes to online classes the rest of the semester, and uh, our spring ball has been canceled. And you, you, and I, for us, it's, it's, it's 15 spring practices, I really feel, for the spring sports. You know, the, they lose those experiences. They lose those relationships that they have with their teammates um, by those seasons being canceled. 
Um, and so that's tough. And so now I think it's a really good challenge for us as a staff, as, as the things we've been working on, the things we've talked to our guys about controlling what we can control, uh, making sure we're doing the things that we need to do, making good choices. That's all going to be put to the test now. We have to be disciplined enough to get stuff done on our own when our guys are back home. And uh, so, so really for us right now, it's we're, we're kind of transitioning into a really early summer mode where we're going to try to you know, stay in touch with our guys and, and do as much as we can and, and helping them stay in touch and, and really grow through these next six weeks. Coach, is it hard? I, you know, like Brian and I, we both coach high school kids. Um, so like for you and your situation, you've been so successful the last two and three years. Is it hard to self-evaluate or is that something that you really control, um, you know, from your role as the head football coach? Because you have to get pretty nitpicky, don't you? I mean, you've been quarterfinals and, and semifinals, second round, whatever, the last three years, back to back to back. Isn't it hard to, you know, people say, well, wh well, what's wrong? It's all, you know, not very much is wrong. Right. You know, is that hard for you or? Um, I, I think the one thing as coaches, you're, you're always, you're, you're constantly evaluating and, and something, whether it's high school or college, the, the personality of your team changes from year to year. Uh, you know, you really have a different group of kids, even if, you know, kids have maybe played as sophomores or juniors by the time they're seniors the the dynamics of the team have changed and and who are, who are your leaders who steps up as leaders who are kind of the the players that are setting the tone for you at practices and at workouts and and, and i think that's something we've been very very fortunate to have some really great leadership from our players they've really kind of embraced and owned our culture and and i give them a lot of credit you know i think our players have done a great job of, of building our culture the last four years, but yeah, you're always looking at what, what do we need to do better? You know, is it evaluating your players? Do we have them in the right spot? Are there guys we can get maybe in a better spot to help us and, and help them have a better career? Um, schematically, what do you need to do differently? What, what, you know, when you lose, you know, it's, it's, there's always something you can learn from those losses. And so we've had a couple of playoff losses now where we feel like, all right, what, what do we need to lose or learn from those situations? to make us better next year. And, and um, it's sometimes it's difficult, but you kind of, I always take the viewpoint of it, it's always in our best interest. Um, you know, two years ago, we, we really got upset in the first round of the playoffs at home. Um, and, you know, it was a tough loss, but I think moving forward, I think like you talked about, we, we had been successful and hopefully that, that complacency might've been setting in. And that loss was really kind of eye opening for us going into last year then. Uh, and a springboard in us having a really good season this, this past fall again. Um, but just always looking for what's the dynamics of your team that we have coming back and how can we do things better? How do we take that next step and just continue to compete at a high level?